We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. E. Hey, everybody, welcome to the 10th, yes, I said 10th episode of the Principal Cast podcast. And I am so excited this week because I'm not alone. I have Teresa Stagger and Jessica Johnson, who are fresh back from a severe weather storm last week. And uh, we are excited this week for Principal Cast. We have a lot of people that are watching and ready to go, and you know that Principal Cast is the Principal Cast, the defi- the definite way. Oh, I really messed that one up. Sorry, guys. The definite way of connecting with us, PrincipalCast.com or on Twitter at PrincipalCast. Tonight's topic is making meeting out of staff meetings. But before we go into that, we're going to start out with our weekly segment. And we will talk with you. Teresa, tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your world. Um, in my world, we've been um, just try- – I'm just trying to keep my head above water. It's, uh, it's you know, getting to we, – we just finished the first marking period, and now I've done all of my first teacher observations and evaluations for the year. I have all my follow-up meetings tomorrow. I have to do one for all of my – returning teachers, and then I need to do two a year for my new teachers. So um, half my staff is new, so it's going to make it a little bit difficult. But um, So I have my follow-up interviews this week, and then I'm meeting with our Apple education rep tomorrow to order the rest of our iPads for uh, the rollout in January because we started with fourth grade in November in um, October, and then the rest of them are rolling out in January. So it's been a busy week. How about you, Spike? Uh, it's been a busy week too. Um, the first part of the week was really cool. We had uh, sneaker week, 
And uh, so it was a great time to uh, dress down at work. Uh, we were all encouraged to wear our sneakers. We were raising money um, for a good cause and um, as part of our healthy school initiatives. And then, um, which was really cool, was I went outside during um, you know, recess time and the teachers were all walking around because they each had a little pedometer on and they were having competition through grade levels with each other oh, to cool. see you know, how many uh, steps they would take. And as a side note, my PBIS aide, who um, basically he deals with a lot of the, you know, the the drama and trauma in my school, uh, she just kept one on for a particular day. She had twelve thousand steps. What? <laughs> so, awesome. That's so, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> then, um, well, it shows that she's she's hustling around a lot. But um, right. and then on um. On Thursday, we had our first PLC meeting, which I'm excited to talk to uh, talk about that tonight. And then another really cool thing that we have in common is that we had a turkey feast, and that was on uh, Wednesday, where we fed uh, 300 and some kids and staff and special guests, which was really really cool. So um, we, great week. Uh, how about you, Jess? I used to wear a pedometer just to see, like, to gauge how much I'm getting out of my office and being out in classrooms. Yeah. Um, my first couple years, that used to be my little uh, gauge for that. So, um, how am I doing? I'm hoping that I'm not freezing on this podcast, as I always do. You have to let me know if I do freeze. Um, this past week has, I would guess, I would have to say, surviving a little bit. Our secretary has been out all week, and. I'm sure every principal oh, knows that uh, not having a secretary is tough. Might um, as well close the school. Yeah, I know, I know, no. <laughs> we had, you know, I've got another great aide who's awesome, and we had some good subs, but. Okay, unfortunately, we lost you a little bit there, Jessica, but we like, you're always good in small doses anyway, so it's, um, it's, it's excellent. You know, we're so oh. glad to have you back. Did, did I mention sorry. that? <laughs> um, there's that room. Um, do all three of us have school this week? I have two and a half days. Craig Yen wants to know. Spike, what about you? I ha we have uh, early dismissal, and I call it early dismissal because I refuse to call it half a half day, day because yeah. a half day would literally be a half a day. Uh, but no, we have early dismissals. That <laughs> I've thought about this before. Uh, <laughs> at 1:45, and then crazy thing tomorrow night and um, Tuesday night we have parent conferences from six to eight so yeah. teachers teachers get a little bit of break uh, they can leave right after dismissal and then um, and then be back for the evening and then we do get out early on um, Wednesday for the start of the Thanksgiving break and did you say you were in this week yeah I have two um, two days and an early dismissal <laughs> on <Nice>. Wednesday <laughs> we're out at noon on Wednesday um, and then we have the rest of the week off, obviously. Um, Craig says he's got the whole week off. Simon Miller has early release on Wednesday. Jess, what about you? We... Oh, press. No, you still can't hear me. Oh, now we can. Uh, <laughs> Do you know how annoying it is to talk and then hear the, oh, she's not there. I, just I know. Talk to myself. I'm um, sorry. Yeah, we have school Monday and Tuesday. Okay. So uh, exciting. Very cool. So, um, Teresa, tell us a little bit about your turkey luncheon because um, 
and I would love for you to also – I know you tweeted it out or, or at least put it on Facebook, the um, the article that was written about it. But that seems like a really cool thing. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it looks like um, it looks like you have you did a lot of the same uh, the same thing that we did. I w it was funny because I was oh this is so unique, this is so cool, and then I tweeted it out today, and the first or I put it on Facebook, and the first response was from Spike that said, "Oh, we do the same thing," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, <laughs> well, I guess that's great." <laughs> I'm sorry, I was trying to be like. Maybe it didn't okay. come across. Like I was like, oh, that's really cool. No, we do the no. same thing. It, no, it did. I wasn't trying to be like, you know, that oh. like Saturday Night Live character where it's like they always have to like one up somebody. Like I wasn't trying to do that. I, I should just let you have your 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 uh, your time and of glory. But <laughs> but you know, we didn't have an article written about us, so well, it's certainly you know, not as cool. It's funny because we um, we have a chef. Um, in our in our school, he owned a restaurant for a long time, and now he spends his time um, cooking food for our kids. He's so cool. just awesome. It's amazing. And so he, um, about 15 years ago, they started this, where the whole um, the whole school, the, our PTO sponsors it, and they um, they give him the money to go out and purchase. All of the food, and this year we had twenty. We had twelve twenty-plus pound turkeys. We had um, I can't even tell you the ridiculous amount of food. But the cool thing is that the students all get to help. So the the kids start coming down on Wednesday and on Thursday, and they come down and they make. You know, the, some of the kids break the bread for the stuffing. Some of the kids do. Um, they help make the desserts, and there are parents that come in. It's amazing. So. Um, all of our staff and students get to sit down and have this awesome Thanksgiving lunch all together. But then um, I was at—I was actually at uh, uh, an archdiocesan meeting early in the morning, and the the topic for the meeting was media relations. And so we're sitting at this meeting, and I'm thinking about having to go back to school and wanting to get back to school. And you know, we've got this big thing going on. It's the first year I'm going to be there, and. And they're talking about, you know, the time that you really want to talk to the media is when, you you know, what is it that your school does that nobody else does or you think nobody else does? <laughs> and, I said, and I said, and so I'm sitting there and I was like, oh, we have this Thanksgiving thing today. And so I sent my, my secretary a text message and I was like, call the news. Just call the news. They're never going to be able to get anybody here, but see if they can do it. It was like an hour and a half beforehand. And so they did a story on the phone. They interviewed my administrative assistant. They interviewed the chef, and then they had us take pictures, and we sent them pictures, and they ran the story. So it was really, really cool. I mean, they jumped right on it, and that's what they told us You know, during the media relations. Most of you probably already know this, but the biggest thing is that you want something that is community relations, and you want something that has... Um, photo, photo or video. Right. So we had both, and they were all about it. So it was a, it was a great, great week. That's cool. Like, yeah, we, um, I think a few years ago, uh, we had the uh, the press come out, and, and the same thing. It's been around for about 15 years or something like that, and um, it, it was, you know, so well before I got there, and right. I didn't realize how much of a big thing it was until I first got to uh, right. Bacon School, and it was, but it was really cool to to enjoy it, and and ironically, last year, um, I had scheduled 
our own Jeff Bradbury, aka Teacher Cast, to come and do podcasting with the kids. So he got a chance to enjoy the um, the Thanksgiving feast and and experience it. So it was really cool. Um, just a really, really great thing to do, and, and like you said, just you know, getting parents and community involved, and yeah. uh, everybody was you know working together. It was really cool. That is very cool. Oh, this is um, Chris Nessie says a school he volunteered at last year canceled their dinner for families in need, um, and then just did a food collection instead. And he said he was disappointed he wasn't going to be able to do it next year. And it's true. It's, oh, and oh, look at this. We're not the only ones. Nick Connor says we're doing their first Thanksgiving feast on Tuesday night. The caring committee thought we'd get RSVPs of about 100, and they got 500. Peggy George remembers very fondly the Thanksgiving dinners at their school, very small community in Massachusetts, 130 kids K through 6. Everything was provided by our families, and it was served family style just like in summer camp. The kids were the servers. That is awesome. Um, Craig, 12 20-plus pound turkeys feeds over 200 people. We wow. fed all of the students and the staff. Then we fed the 40 volunteers that came to help. And then we fed um, the soup kitchen later that night, and we still had some leftovers the next day. So it feeds wow. about 200 people. It was a That's lot cool. of so awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. If you want to see um, – one of my teachers put a little uh, Thanksgiving – video together and um, if you go on our uh, rmbaconweekly.blogspot.com uh, I will tweet uh, that out. One of the, one of the teachers uh, put together a little Thanksgiving uh, video and you can see some of the things from the feast but you know just the, you know like everyone else is saying like these long tables and right. you know, it's, it's definitely family style and and ours isn't it's really just for the kids it's not necessarily like for you know, for needy families or anything like that. Although right. we do, um, we we service a lot of uh, students who uh, quite often this will be you know one of their biggest meals of the the holiday season. So uh, so hey, so I want to hijack the agenda. If you Sweet. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> we can. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna hijack the agenda and throw this question. Do you? Um... Oh. Well, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for that question. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, you still can't hear me. No, we can't. Mm -hmm. now. go ahead. I think like I'm just picturing Jeff like back there pushing a button, like oh she started talking. Oh, push her and stop. He's her. laughing. <laughs> do you let teachers do like movies or parties or anything during these short weeks? You know what I we did because all of the kids last week they're not doing any parties this week. Um, because after our Thanksgiving lunch, um, the kids were so, like, over-the-top crazy because it was, you know, it's a change in the schedule. So, of course, naturally, things are, are nuts. Um, but they were allowed to do, they did a movie that afternoon in place of recess because it was raining. So they did a movie then, but we're not doing any parties this week. How about you, Spike? Um... I don't like them to um, just because I think that we should be taking all the time that we can, uh, you know, for instructional time, even if it is like centered around the different uh, holidays. I'll never forget when I was a first year teacher uh, and Jess, I'm getting some feedback over. I don't know if is your, is your iPad or your computer on at the same time. My iPad and my computer are both on, but there's no audio coming from either okay. of them. Okay, <laughs> I don't know where it is then. I don't know. You're not hearing it? No. Okay. Um, 
must be just in my head. It's the voices in my head. Yeah, but, um, that happens to principals. Yeah, but um, basically, uh, we I don't even know what I was talking about now. <laughs> no movie. Oh, no movie. Uh, so uh, it's in my first year of teaching, and uh, I remember I was trying to get my grades done. So I put a movie in, and I had the kids watching. I was and I was working in the back, and my mentor came up to me later on. He's like, "Oh, so what movie you were showing?" I'm like, "Oh, I was showing them a Nightmare Before Christmas. It was like that, you know, that Tim Burton, uh, you know, movie." And yeah. uh, he was like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "Yeah, I just." He's like, "As a as a father, I I really get disappointed when I come home and you know my uh, the kids are watching movies." Yeah. And he never said it direct. You know what I mean? Like he said right. it to me, but it was more like as a mentor. And I'm like. You know what? I'm never gonna do that again. Yeah. So um, I'm very cognizant of that, but I do realize that there there are times where it's necessary. Yeah, and well, and Chris Nassie made a point. He said this week a teacher brought to my attention the school district's policy, which doesn't allow movies to be shown in full, and that's what I just commented on. That was that we don't show them in full either. This was for the recess time that they had. Um, to calm them all down and give the teachers a little bit of a break because they didn't get their the teachers didn't get their their lunchtime their right. you know set aside lunchtime so putting them all together allowed for um, and you have to remember our classes are like you know 11 12 13 so putting them all together you know in small groups is still only 30 <laughs> you know yeah. there's like not a lot of kids but it it's not a full movie that's a good I'm glad that you said that and Adam Clark says thank you Spike for limiting and yeah. I always I always remind teachers, like, on those short weeks, our kids are already going to be crazy. So the more you stray from the regular routine, the crazier they're going to get. Um, and for this week, I shared with them a blog post um, called Why I Don't Share Movies Before Break. She just put she just sent it out on the principal cast. Very cool. Um, Twitter, I just saw it. And did yeah, you I'm take over to... because I froze? I did. <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check that out because uh, that sounds like really co something really cool. Um, and, but and I know I've ruffled some feathers, no pun intended, around Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> but uh, I definitely at my school I've ruffled some feathers from my stance on uh, showing movies. So uh, they if they do, it's not in full, and they also make sure that they are. Um, having some sort of objective to it. That's right. It is appropriate. It goes with the um, it goes with the school, um, you know, with their lessons. It has something to do with the holiday or, um, you know, etc. Peggy says it's more than school policy. It is a copyright violation, um, which is true. Showing a movie to a um, showing a movie to a large group of people is against copyright. However, if you are showing it for educational purposes, I believe right. that it's not. Yes, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. looked into that. So, so yeah. But um, but that you know, it's it's a good thing to think about, you know, and to be cognizant of, and and making sure that you know you always have, you know, a rigorous uh, academic setting, but you also have to understand too, like especially being in elementary school, there's right. has to be some times where you have to to work yeah. with your teachers and students. Right. Peggy says if you're using it for face-to-face -face instruction and just not playing it to entertain, it can meet fair use guidelines. Yep, that's what I was thinking too. Good yeah. call. So I think that we need to jump ahead to our topic of the week because it we are 25 minutes in. So we have some, um, some clips here on how to keep staff meetings meaningful. And Jess has put quite a few things in here in the show notes, and I'm going to go ahead and tweet them out 
Jess, now, I don't. Those, oh, those, there you are go. Just, those are just blog posts that share um, video clips, funny video clips. Some of them are from Kurt Reese. Okay. Yeah, I love Kurt Reese. That guy is awesome. Yeah, and absolutely. He's definitely one of my favorites in Wisconsin, but you know who my all-time favorite is. Um, <laughs> the Frozen Girls. Aaron Rodgers. The Frozen Girls, yeah. Actually, it's uh, the superintendent from Fall Creek, uh, Joe Sanfilippo, who's going to be coming to our school tomorrow to be doing – he's going to be uh, doing a live podcast with our students, and um, it's really cool. Yeah, they, they did um, – like a compare contrast with uh, New Jersey uh, superintendent, our superintendent, Dr. Gentile, and with um, Joe Sanfilippo, and they're going to be interviewing him tomorrow. So it's going to be really cool. Oh, that's Spike. really neat. So uh, what was that, Jess? He, Spike said there better be food there. Okay, very cool. Um, so, Teresa, why don't you talk to us a little bit about how about we start from the beginning? What was your first staff meeting like? My very first staff meeting. My very first staff meeting was, um, I think, but <laughs> I don't know. It felt really uncomfortable and horrible. <laughs> um, no, it was. I think it was fine. It was, you know, it was before school started, so we're discussing. Um, it was just, it was just a whole like, you know, going over policies and procedures, trying not to make things terribly boring and awful, mm -hmm. and, but just, um, you know, there was a lot of um, conversation back and forth, trying to make sure that, you know, it's as long as it's not a time waster is what I feel like. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't want, especially since the teachers were coming back in August and I was taking time away from them in the classroom, I wanted to make sure that because we don't start school until after Labor Day. I think that needs to be said. So in Michigan, it's a state law. We can't start until after Labor Day. So our teachers come back in August and start doing professional development so that we're not in school until July. So, um, you know, because they're not in their classroom working on, you know, everything that they need to be working on at the beginning of the school year, I felt like it needed to at least be a conversation. So it, it was a lot of meeting. Um, we did a lot of icebreakers because half of our staff was new. Yeah. They had a new principal. They had you know, half of the new teachers, and then some of the teachers that we did have were moving grades. So I think it was a really unique situation. Probably not how, you know, if I told you how the first staff meeting I had when I was doing my inter my administrative internship went, that would be a completely different story because I knew all of those people. Um, you know, it, it was a different situation, but this one was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can remember my first uh, staff meeting. Obviously, I was super nervous, and, you know, I was the new guy coming in from the outside. Uh, they had, had an interim uh, principal, so I wanted to make sure that I was, uh, you know, setting the stage, and I wanted them to learn about me. So I did a couple activities where they got a chance to learn about me. I think I even at one point juggled, um, you know, anything that I could do just to get their <laughs> – to get their uh, attention. I don't know if you guys can see this, Spike. I'm so sorry, but this is hysterical. Oh yeah, let me win one. Let me talk. <laughs> it's, if you can't see this, it says it's from um, Chris Nessie, <laughs> and it says it says um, Principal Cass, pr uh, Dr. Spike Cook, Principal Stagger, let her win one. And it's a picture. It says Jessica zero, Google Hangout seven. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It means you keep getting frozen. 
they're counting how many times you're keep score of how many times I get booted. Sorry, Spike, I couldn't I couldn't <sighs> let that okay. go any longer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That was <laughs> no, I, I I understand. Poor Jessica. Um, like we said, small doses. But um, <laughs> so <laughs> so I didn't I, I didn't quite really know what to do other than what I had learned, what I had you know. Um, like you said, done in my you know internship or just a being you know observer in the um, you know the various staff meetings I have been to before. So, uh, but I was much more of like the entertainer, you know. And then, okay, so uh, it really wasn't until becoming a connected educator that I started to do my staff meetings a little bit differently in the sense of you know what to make them more meaningful, you know, to make them, you know, to take some different risks and some different chances to do some things differently. So it took a while. I would say um, that first year was really tough. I really tried to stay the, you know, you know, in the straight and narrow. That's awesome. Um, Adam Clark just posted um, that Amber, um, um, 8 Amber 8, um, what is her? She just did a webinar. Amber That's what she just posted. Amber, Amber Tiemann just presented a wonderful webinar this week and shared great ideas regarding staff development and staff meetings. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tweet that out. That's awesome. I'd be curious to see that because it really took a while for me to get you know to get that under my belt, like and to realize that like as the instructional leader, so to speak, right. that I had to start modeling things. So I started to take even some of the ideas from classroom instruction that works and some of the other things, you know, to, to actually make. So yeah, last year, I would say I did, I tried to do more teaching, you know, and to try to model in that way. Um, and then this year, we're going more into C's, but uh, let's, let's see what, what Jessica can give us. Well, as small of a dose as I can. Um, I always have Todd Whitaker in the back of my head of, you know, you want your staff to leave your meetings feeling inspired and ready to go back to teach. Um, so I always try to, you know, model strategies for teachers. Um, if there's anything that can be read in an email, it's read in an email. It's not part of our meeting. Um, I really, none of my meetings are ever the same. It's based on whatever needs we have at the time. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I agree with what Jess just said. It, I, I, I remember being a, a teacher and thinking it was the worst thing ever to get an email and, and all of this information that you're receiving and then to go over it again in, in a staff meeting. It's just, a, it's just an absolute waste of time. Yeah. So um, that's a huge thing. And I think Melinda Miller was one of the people that, um, that talked about that a lot when she was doing the podcast with um, Scott Elias was that um, you know you don't you don't don't send it out in an email if you're going to discuss it again. Right. Don't ask them to read it if you're going to talk about it again. Just just let it go and move on. And that's a that's a really good a really good point. One of the things that I tried to do um, last year, especially when when I was feeling that there were issues with staff caring about the situations that some of these children were bringing. <laughs> Know, just some some things that I you know I would hear some things in the office and whatnot you know and and we do we have some kids who have some really rough backgrounds um, so I found this this book and I actually I read it like and so like what Jessica's saying is that sometimes you know like at, like after I got my my feet under under myself and I and I understood more about what my role was I, I tried to do different things so we did you know we did a book um, you know, if she only knew me. I mean, literally, people were crying because the book was really good. Um, 
so we tried to so I tried to do different things like that. Um, you know, and then um, you know, towards the end of last year, I started to you know see hear about like the flipped classroom, the flipped meetings, you know, so I tried a couple of those and I think those were effective too to try to help, you know, um, break up some of the monotony and um, I felt like that helped out a lot. I've been looking into doing some flipped meetings but we've, I, I feel like, it sounds crazy but I feel like we don't, I don't have enough staff meeting time anymore because what I've done is I, and I think I discussed this on one of the last, um, one of the other podcasts is that we have because we have so many new staff members, um, we created a peer mentoring system. So there's, you know, one returning teacher with one new to the building teacher, and then we've got so they meet once a month, and then we have um, PLCs that the grades are broken down into, and they meet once a month, and then we've got a staff meeting once a month. And I try to only use one unless we need the second one, mm-hmm. but I feel like. I feel like we need it because we need to be together, but but not and so I won't I won't hold it unless there's something to talk about. But I feel like we need it because we're never all around each other. So it's a weird I don't know. Well, you know, you do give up a little bit of control when you don't have meetings. So if you can communicate, you know, with the staff through email or, you know, through a video, you know, and, and I've done that too. Like I've done times where I've said like, okay, we're not going to have a staff meeting this month, which everyone like, you know, they cheer and they're happy and all that stuff. But you do give a little bit of that control away, which is, which is sometimes really healthy. Um, I know one time I had a, a staff meeting, this was last year where, um, I found this TED talk by David Blaine, which I thought was amazing because I I think he's a great magician, but he talked a lot about his education experience in there. So I said, you know, instead of a, instead of a a staff meeting, just watch the TED talk and, you know, and and I don't think everyone did. Of course I know everyone didn't, but the people who did, I was able to have really cool conversations with them later on. Um, But I do think that there's something important about all of us getting together. Uh, But as I said, like I've recently gotten into, you know, doing PLC. So we're supposed to have, you know, two staff meetings a month. So we basically have uh, six PLCs going on right now. And that, you know, it's the the first one of the month is designed for language arts, math, and technology. And then the second one of the month is for our PBIS program, our Healthy Schools uh, Initiative, and our school and uh, community engagement. So as we go into this, it's like three little staff meetings going on. And I'm really trying to empower the teachers and stay out of there as much as possible. And it's hard because it's like I I think people do like getting together. I think there's a big part of that. And Mm -hmm. it's not to say that I won't do that anymore. But um, it's really like I had to go from one to another to another. And then I also had to step back a little bit and say, you know, our chairs and co-chairs could really – uh, benefit from allowing themselves to have this time to connect with the other educators. Yeah, there's there's a lot of chat happening in the chat room right now, so I feel like we need to go into this um, sure. really quick because there's there are just a ton of really good stuff. And if I I always hate to ask this, but if the people who are in the chat room can stop adding things really quickly, just because I lose my place and then I can't find it again. Um, Chris Nessie says he can't see in meetings. Oh come on guys, Craig, you're killing me says, um, I can't stand meetings that are run where the leaders talk about what teachers should be doing and how they should do it, but don't model the techniques in their own presentation. Good point. Um, and then uh, 
Craig says he thinks he misses a lot of the info and all the emails and notices that come through his box. And you know what? That's a good point too. And I know that Spike and myself and Jessica all do the same thing where I we send out on Monday an email um, that covers the week and I try really hard to make sure that anything that can be held for that email is held. Anything that has to go out that is very time sensitive, I send out when it comes. But anything that can be held for that weekly email so that they just know that anything that has to be seen is in this email, um, that's been helping a lot because they know it, it's not just constant emails going out. Yeah, and I sent, mine is on a blog too, so they mine actually is too. If yep. they can't find that email, it's it's up on the blog. It's and up I on the blog. I rarely send out all staff emails. It's it's only in that for the most part. Yeah. Um, Henry Turner says they started using different protocols at faculty meetings to model different strategies and how they can produce different outcomes. This is with the hope that they will use these protocols in their PLC meetings, and that is a great idea. Um, Craig says, sorry, I got lost. Craig says his principal has been trying to share different strategies as well and having different members uh, share too. Henry Turner sent out a protocol for educators link. Uh, it's a book. I sent out the link on the on the Twitter, Simon says, in his experience in the classroom and as a tech coordinator, oftentimes um, the principal has to spend time catering to the few difficult staff members rather than maximizing the meeting. For example, when the staff member says, I don't have time to read the email. Um, Simon Miller's high school principal did a great job flipping staff meetings. Overall, it seemed to go over well. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, flip, I think the flips, you know, I think the flipped staff meeting um, has met a lot of success, but I, I wonder in, in a lot of the areas that, that this is going on, um, what the engagement is through that. So you'd have, um, like with us, I mean, we have a pretty, like a pretty typical bell-shaped curve of people who are into technology as far as the teachers are concerned. So you have those, you know, couple who, you know, they, they struggle with being able to follow email and then you have the, the ones that are creating their own blogs and stuff and then you have most of the people in the middle. So I wonder if, you know, if my staff is just that typical or is there other, um, you know, areas that, you know, the staff are, are way more uh, involved in, in the flipped classroom and the flipped uh, staff meeting. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead and chat back in the uh, in the chat room. <laughs> Simon says the email and blog is a great idea, but he's trying not to add too often so that I can read it. So <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. This, so yeah, I just want to I just want to share another idea um, that I started this year in our staff meetings is um, at the beginning of each meeting is a tech talk. So like the same idea of giving a book talk, but teachers sign up to give a tech talk of something that they're using in their classroom since we're one-to-one -one with iPads. Um, and I have, um, on our staff blog, I have a Google. Yeah, I know that she doesn't link out her Google, um, you know, her Google Doc that she sends to the, the staff, but I think uh, to, to everyone else. But I think that that's a really good idea. Could you talk a little bit more about that, Jess? about the tech talk yeah just that that teachers can um, sign up for it in the Google Doc which is on our blog or my staff blog and um, you know I, I've had to encourage people like oh that's a great idea you should share that at our next meeting um, but actually at our last meeting um, I didn't have anybody yet but I wanted us to talk about the SAMR model so I had 
Yeah, she sent out a link earlier about the SAMR model, and it seemed like I saw that on uh, Twitter a few times too. Um, Jessica, could you talk a little bit more about the SAMR model? So I had teachers in groups, They and in their groups just talked about what apps they're using with their iPads because we're one-to-one. -one. And then as they talked about what the apps were that they're frequently using, had discussion on, well, where is that on the SAMR model? And so just identifying where are we, what are we commonly using, and what else can we do, what other ideas can we get from other teachers to get up higher on the SAMR model. What is the SAMR model? Um, that stands for Substitution, Augmentation, Modification, Redefinition. Hmm. You familiar with that one, Teresa? I'm not. I'm actually just taking uh, taking notes on it right now. Um, so I'm guessing that I froze on a lot of that. Yes. <laughs> if we cut you off, it means you froze. <laughs> okay. So substitution and augmentation are like those basic technology that really just replace a worksheet. You're just doing it on technology instead, but modification and redefinition are using technology in ways that you wouldn't be able to do those things like blogging or creating videos and putting them on YouTube or, you know, publishing your own book and iBooks. Okay. Yeah, um, Chris Nessie asked a good question, like, you know, how, how confident am I that the, the staff is accessing the blog? Like, how about you, uh, Teresa, how do you do you track that or do you, you know, what is, what is your opinion on that? You know what, I track it um, via um, Google Analytics, but I also, I will kind of in conversations have, um, <sighs> I'll kind of throw in a, you know, a, a, what is that called? I'll kind of throw them a bone and see if they take it. That's exactly, yeah, that's I mean, that's so funny. Really that's, how they can do it. <laughs> that's exactly I, what I did. Like, yeah. What's that, Jess? The uh, email? You know, you know, that's, it's so funny that, and I don't do it just to be, you know, like I want to know if they're, if they're, you know, viewing the blog or whatever, but um, because he, sometimes like we were embedding videos on there that I wanted the students to see. So I try to remind them of that and it's just kind of modeling so that for everybody because our blog is supposed to be for students, parents, and teachers all together. Um, but it's so funny that you said that because I think it was a few weeks back and I didn't have a, a student video. So I found something on, I think it was through Facebook. It was uh, how to eat an apple like a boss. And oh, I so <laughs> I think yeah. we talked about that. I think we did. So, so I asked a few people, I'm like, did you see that? Did you see that um, video that I posted about the Apple? And they were like, no, what, what are you talking about? And then I could, I knew that they weren't, they weren't accessing the blog. Mm -hmm. And it, it's kind of, it's, it's not, I mean, it, it's, it's humbling, <laughs> right? Uh, but because I do try to put a lot of time into it, put pictures yeah. and things like that into it. But um, it's funny that you said that because it's like, you do the same thing. You just kind of ask questions. Oh, you know. and Jessica responded. She's, I'm so, Jess, I'm so glad that you put this in the thing because this is, I do the same thing. She had staff sign up for an email subscription and that's how you know the blog gets good reception. Um, what I did, I use EduBlogs, which allows you to sign people up for a subscription. Mm -hmm. So I signed my, I added all of my staff in. So every time I post, it sends them an email that says, 
there is a new it's post, enough. and they can just click it and go right to it. See, and I have that on there. I've encouraged them to do it, but um, in Google, uh, that's the one like where I have the Bacon Weekly. Right. Um, I don't know if I even know how to access my uh, subscribers on there. You, Spike, you, um, what, what do you use for your blog, Spike? Your Blogger. Blogger. Uh, yeah, it would be in Google. Um, go to FeedBurner. FeedBurner. Yeah, and I usually, with your, with I usually, account. I stopped going to FeedBurner because it was so hot. Shut up. <laughs> oh no. Who subscribed to your blog? It's. I mean, it just it burns me up sometimes. It's very hot. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, you, Jeff, you, you, Jeff you, you, you just... <laughs> Jeff just put a comment in this in the chat box that says mm, "Bacon Weekly" two words that always belong together. <laughs> Bacon Weekly, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so back on the Sammer model. Well, I have ten seconds to be heard. Um, Craig Yan just tweeted a YouTube clip on Sammer model and Starbucks, which I'm totally psyched to watch later. Ah, on. that's awesome. I we love Craig Yan. He is like the man. I know. I know. Awesome. I'm going to check that out. I, I learned something new today because I have no idea about the SAMRA model. Um, like I said, I – well, never mind. I won't, I won't say another corny joke. But <laughs> Jessica, do you, want to, do you want to try another 20 seconds or should we no. talk – No. <laughs> <laughs> probably – oh, Peggy, oh, this is a good one. Peggy says, I used to offer incentives to the first couple of teachers who read and responded to my emails, random emails, by taking by offering to take a recess duty. You know what I was going to start doing? I'm going to start doing it this week. If they read the Bacon Weekly and they can report back to me, I'm going to give them an ASU sweatshirt. Wow. <laughs> the one I'm... <laughs> the one that Miss Friesalots is wearing. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to ask to see if uh, Miss Friesalots can send that out to us. Uh, for... <laughs> Fortunately, when I'm not talking and I'm just making faces at you, people can't see me doing that. It's, it is funny to watch because you kind of go like this and then you freeze. But, um, and you then know, I miss you. you, when I, you know... go, ah! uh, no, we didn't. You never saw that. But you know, I miss you too. Like, no, I mean, working with Jeff last week was great. But I would say that I miss you so much. Can we talk a little bit, real quick, about the storm? Like, how did that? Like, how'd you guys deal with that? Because I was looking for some live reporting last week, and it didn't happen. <laughs> well, it didn't happen for me because it it wasn't as bad here as what Teresa got. But my three-year-old was petrified, and I couldn't, like, I'd think he yeah. was asleep, and then I'd move, and he'd wake up, and so I just finally went to bed with him. Oh. Yeah, it was really tough here. We um, we, we were kind of in the, um, because it's, it's not very hilly here, so we're kind of in this tornado alley, they call it, toward the bottom of Michigan and then the northern part of Ohio and Indiana, and it just ripped through. Once I left Chicago, it just, I mean, there were 40-some tornadoes. We A lot of people lost power for almost a week. Oh my goodness! Um, we had, I know my kids. The rain, it was ridiculous because the the it was the wind was like seventy some miles an hour, and the rain was literally just coming into the side of the house. I mean, just straight oh, into okay. the side of the house. And right. so we got home, and we're I mean we're new because we moved down here for this job, so it's a relatively new house for the kids, and they're both upstairs, and their rooms are on the corner of the upstairs, so they can hear the wind zipping by, they can hear the rain. 
and we ended up having a sleepover downstairs on the floor because I was I was so afraid of my son sleeping in front of the window because his um, his bed sits right in front of the window and I was petrified of something flying through it I and mean, it was really bad we lost a lot of really big trees at our school um, thank goodness the power pole fell earlier in the year because right. if it hadn't I'm oh sure my God. it would have I'm sure it would have been a total mess. You know what but. it probably would have done too? It probably would have knocked your um your audio out for like twenty <laughs> seconds at a time. It would have frozen my internet. <laughs> okay, just so you know, Tony Sananas just tweeted no more picking on Jess. Oh, come on, Tony. You know what we call that, Tony? That's called the Dodgelin drop. Every time that she speaks, that's the school that she's at. She has the Dodgelin drop. So, Craig, I don't know if that happens out in uh, California or not, but it definitely happens in Wisconsin. It's called you know the what? Dodgelin drop. Yeah, and you know, this is what this is what we always. I had some friends that used to say to me, "When I stop picking on you." That's when you know you're in trouble. Right. So at least, at least we all pick on each other. We pick on each other. I mean, it's just her turn today. Well, it's hard to pick on you, Teresa, when you can just reply right back to me. Um, and you also like get my humor. And then what happens is she freezes, and it just we just keep going. We have to keep looking at each other. Hashtag. <laughs> we hashtag hashtag two thirds audio. <laughs> All right, so we really need to wrap this up. So okay. let's um oh we'll do this. But you know what? Current. Wait, hold on. One more thing. Okay. One really big thing. There's the keeping current. Um, I do want to throw this out because there's if you don't know, they're doing. You know, there are all these ad camps that are happening. Oh and they're, yeah. They're doing an ad camp home. Yep, I just um, signed up yesterday. Yes, I'm gonna sign up as soon as we're done here. This is um ad camp home, and it is. tweet out the link, but you should definitely join it. It's a it's a keeping current thing that I don't want you to miss out on, which is why I don't want to wait it until or leave it until next week. And Spike, do you want to put your all things PLC on here too? Yeah, did I put that on there? You did. So okay. do you want to talk about it real quick, and I'll throw it up there. Yeah, I I really think uh, you know, and you know, we we've done a lot of laughing today, and I think that's important too because if if we want to talk about making things meaningful, you know, we wouldn't be doing this if we weren't having fun and stuff like that. So, um, I I think once we start you know enjoying ourselves, we make things more meaningful, just like our staff uh, meetings. My thing right now has been, uh, like I said, I've been really transitioning into. Um, uh, PLCs, and I found this this awesome website, uh, All Things PLC. Um, you can spend hours looking at All Things PLC. There is so much there. Oh, this is new for me, so I'm really excited. Yeah, it gives you it gives you a lot of good resources. I will say that um, my my literacy coach uh, was taking a grad class on PLCs, and this was last year. And she came to me and was like, you know, we have to start doing these. Um, it's so ironic, though. It's it's right in our evaluation system. So I keep telling the teachers, I'm like, well, the more you participate in the PLC, the better it will be on your teacher evaluation. So it's oh, pretty nice. cool. So um, I will definitely check out that EdCamp Home uh, 2.0. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. I missed the EdCamp New Jersey this this weekend just because I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Uh, but from what I understand, Jeffrey Bradbury once again did a great job uh, with that. So San Filippo and Tony Sananis were having a way too much fun there. You know, I got I, I got to tell you guys, Ed Camp, New Jersey yesterday was absolutely amazing. We had over 300 people show up. 
Oh, and awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Jeffrey Bradbury. <laughs> who's sitting a here, giant apple. Who's sitting here doing homework <laughs> and uh, working on my needs assessment curriculum, actually. But I got to tell you, Spike, 300 people showed up. We had students skyping in to present from across the world we had people we had two people drive in from wisconsin actually not related wow. to each other wow. two people from wisconsin came in and, and and ironically when they were both giving presentations they froze on the spot so i was just gonna say when you know oftentimes like i'm a little nervous about tomorrow because when i talk to joe like in real life i wonder if he's going to stop every no, 20 it, seconds it's amazing they, 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 they bring their bandwidth with them so it's, it's pretty cool Jeff, how long were you sitting there holding on to that? Okay, don't just pick on every Wisconsin person just because of me. That's no, not fair. No, 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 no. Not at all. And so, yeah, it was awesome. Oh. We, we did a, we did a live sat chat in the morning, which was uh, hosted by Brad Curry and Scott and Billy, and we actually had Daisy come in from Arkansas. We had some students Skyping in for a while. We had some of our high school students doing film projects. Uh, we broadcast it live at, at uh, Classroom 2.0 with the beautiful, the wonderful Peggy George. Say hello out there to Peggy. And it was amazing. Where do we go from here? I don't know. We're talking about doing it as a multiple day. I'd love to see some kind of an Ed Camp New Jersey meets Ed Camp Online kind of a thing. But uh, yes, yeah, Spike, we had a great, great time. And I will say, when I was on the couch relaxing, I had my iPhone and I watched your live feed really? um, of SatChat. Cool. Yeah, really cool. It was it was a, it was a really really great time. And then we all went out to uh, to to Chili's, and I had a great time with Joe, and I had a great time with Tony, and uh, yeah, great 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 people. And um, well, except for the one time where Joe was like, he had like, his chicken, and he went up to his mouth and he he froze. But <laughs> yeah, I don't. I... <laughs> That's oh, awesome because I don't go to Chili's anymore. It's way too cold in that place. Um, oh my gosh. Okay, people to follow on Twitter this week. All right, I'm 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 cutting out here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, uh, Jeff. Do you want me to go first in case? Yeah, I... go ahead. All right. Um, my my principal to follow this week is Dr. Bill Brennan. He is at. D-R-B-I-L-L-B-R-E-N-N-A-N. That's Dr. Bill, Bill Brennan. He's a New York principal who's now director of technology, which is interesting. Um, as a side note, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but both uh, him, Lynn Hilt, and Joe Mazda, who are all principals, have now transitioned into different, um, you know, th I think through social media, into different jobs within their districts because of their um, access of uh, social media. So he was a principal. He is now a director of uh, technology. His his blog is uh, wbrennan.wordpress.com, and um, he recently wrote a. Um, a pretty cool dissertation on uh, connected educators. So shout out to uh, Bill Brennan. Awesome. I, I also tweeted out, um, Spike, the link to your post on Dr. Bill Brennan's book. And do you want to share um, about um, some special things that might be going on with Dr. Bill Brennan? Oh, you're thinking about Bill Sterrett? Oh, Bill Starrett. Goodness Sorry, gracious. about um, short on time. Yes. We do have him booked. Um, if you are out there and you want to read this before our um, – I just finished this today. Um, 
and I did a post uh, short on time, uh, long on resources. But uh, Dr. Bill Sterrett, who was a principal as well, he transitioned into becoming a college professor. So um, what's that say about uh, principals? <laughs> it's something that we don't have for a Ouch. long time. <laughs> or that there's promising things in our future, Teresa. Being uh, out. <laughs> Uh, Jessica, do you have anybody you have to follow? Or yeah, to follow? I don't know if you shared these last week or not, but um, Tom and Leah Whitford. I did actually, and I oh, love Tom. Man. I love Tom. Well, I didn't think of anybody new. I just had Tom and Leah, so I'll share them again. I did. Obviously, I guess you didn't listen to the podcast, but that's cool. <laughs> I guess you didn't read the email. <laughs> Fine, I'm done. You're done. We love you, Principal J. Out. (laughs) You know who I want to? I want to say I think we should all follow at Principal J. I think she's she's great. And you know what? She doesn't need 140 characters. She can get it done in 120 because she freezes at 120. I'll stay home next time when we podcast. No, well, not. I mean. If not it's like going to help home, your like, internet, then okay. It might right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it might help go to the local Starbucks, which is like 45 minutes away. <laughs> yes, we don't all have I'm being bad, in sorry. our backyard anymore. I'm sorry. That's what happens when we miss a week with each other. <laughs> Terrible. All right. So my person to follow this week is actually one of, one of the uh, biggest contributors to our uh, chat room every week, and it is Mr. Chris Nessie. Um, he, if if for no other reason, you need to visit his Twitter profile because he has the most awesome Twitter background. So please out, and uh, it's he's he's a a great 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 person to have in your PLN. And did you did you mention that he was also on Rachel Ray? I did not. Rumor has it that Mr. Chris Nessie was on Rachel Ray. What? If you what? go to his web, we did a little research on Chris we Nessie, did. and really? uh, Teresa and I were doing some show prep, and all of a sudden I'm like, he was on Rachel Ray, and he what? is apparently like, uh, like, yeah, you're gonna have to watch it. It's a segment he has embedded on his blog. And I think that's going to get a lot of people talking. <laughs> so that's in seconds until now, and now you. Have... So, um, Teresa, I yes. hate to say this to you, but the last couple of times you've been bugging out a little bit. Yes, are you it's hitting... freezing for me too? I knew it. It's not just me. <laughs> are you hitting the mute button? I'm not, but you know what? I, I am she... typing at the same time, and Google Hangouts has this ridiculously horrible thing that when you start typing, it Principal mutes J2. you. I got two points. I, I didn't want to say anything <laughs> because I was like, please, Teresa, don't. <laughs> don't po- oh, she just did, did it again. She just she froze on purpose. She did the first on on purpose Michigan freeze that I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, Jeffrey, save me. Craig, please help me, somebody. <laughs> I, oh, hashtag frozen screen. Tag her out. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, we're, we're all back. It. I think it's time to say goodbye. Yeah, I think so. 
All right. So, um, thank you, hey, Jessica. Jessica, do you with us this week? <laughs> Jessica, do you, do, Jessica, do you want to take us home? Take us home. Yeah. I'll do, freeze in ten seconds. Let's do it as fast as we fast. can. All right. What do you recommend for us to follow? <laughs> oh, but, what? She's I've been talking to Whitford, two awesome Wisconsin principals who also happen to be married. Um, T Whitford and Leah underscore Wit, and I'm sorry that you already tweet, tweeted them out last time, but I'm doing it again because they're that awesome. That's and awesome. And Tom, Tom has a face for radio, so <laughs> that's what he said. He tweeted that out. He's the man. Spike, I got... obviously, Spike obviously didn't read the email either. I must not have, but what I email? Did... <laughs> it's just what we were talking about earlier with the staff members not reading the emails. Well, here's the thing. I couldn't look. <laughs> we knew you couldn't, but Can I know you that you, you would try. Okay, it's so not up yet. Yeah, that was all right. I'm not sure, how much Spike, we got of that, but Spike, uh, probably you're the best person to wrap it up. Okay, um, <laughs> I'll wrap it up. Principal cast out. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com B to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com B-E. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.